Hey mamas, as an online business manager and mental wellness advocate, helping mompreneurs just like you to overcome their challenges in life and in business, it's important to me that I show up on this podcast to give you real life examples of other moms who have faced their own challenges and overcame them. It's part of my purpose to equip, encourage, and empower you to not only face your own challenges, but to give you ways to overcome them with a strong faith in God, increasing your mental wellness, and by taking strategic action to move past what's holding you back so you can move forward on the calling that God has put on your life. Remember, it's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get back up. So whatever challenge or struggle that you're facing right now in your own life, I pray this interview serves as an example that any challenge can be overcome. You are not alone. I'm right here with you. Now, let's get to the interview. Have you ever felt so overwhelmed with being a mom and an entrepreneur that you didn't know where to start? If so, you're not alone. I spent a number of years figuring it out the hard way, and now you don't have to. The thing is, I'm not the only mompreneur who has faced challenges to overcome. Join me on this journey as we build a society of mompreneurs who turn their mess into their message, building a business that gives them the time freedom that they deserve and the quality of life that they desire. My name is Derica, and this is the Mompreneur Society. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mompreneur Society. I'm so excited to introduce my guest to you guys today. Her name is Mackenzie Armstrong, and she's with Armstrong Virtual Solutions, where she is a Pinterest strategist and helps her clients boost their business with an optimized Pinterest strategy and grow to their fullest potential. So Mackenzie, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to uh, chat with you and your audience. Yes, awesome. So let's just go ahead and get um, right into it. So kind of, uh, you know, I know we had a chance a little bit to talk um, for a while about your your background and stuff and how you got into doing what you're doing now. But, you know, just to dive into more of the story and for everyone else, like kind of give us the story of, um, you know, how did you get started in this online space? For sure. So, um, in a former life, a few years ago, I was a teacher um, and I loved teaching. I loved being in the classroom. But when I became pregnant with my first daughter, I was I felt like I couldn't I couldn't give 100 percent in both areas. So um, that led me down the rabbit hole of freelancing. Mm-hmm. And I was able, I was fortunate enough to where I was able to be at home with my daughter while I started this. I didn't have to be full-time working as well. So that was um, definitely a exciting step for me just because, you know, it's always scary to start something new, but it really worked out (laughs) and and, um, I'm loving it. I'm able to do the stay-at-home mom thing as well as still show. I think my biggest takeaway is that um, I'm able to show my my daughters that I'm able to still be at home with them mm-hmm. and raise them how I want them to be raised, but also still have my own career and still right. contribute to the family financially right. and just really show them that they're able to do whatever they set their mind to, as long as they have that drive and that ambition that they 
they'll be able to do whatever they, they want to do and get out of life. Awesome. Right. Exactly. I'm kind of the same way with my son too. So kind of let's uh, know, like, um, you know, when you were first trying to, you know, get in started, get into what you're doing now and um, doing the Pinterest management, kind of what were you looking to achieve when you first got started? Or I guess what was driving you um, back then? Well, so my biggest thing growing up was my mom always raised me that, you know, you want to have a family, you want to have that family unit, but you need to be able to support yourself and your children, even if you don't have a significant other in the mm-hmm. picture. And, you know, not saying like separating things like that, but, you know, things happen and, you know, life, life changes. Right. So right. that was definitely a big thing. I really felt like there was a void when I felt like I wasn't contributing financially to my household. Mm-hmm. So that kind of really is what drove me to, like, I, I knew I, I never wanted to stay at home as and be a stay at home mom. That was never, I was always like, no, this is not my life, you know, yeah. but um, when I, you know, when I brought that baby home, I was like, I can't, I can't leave. So I just kind of figured it out. I just was like, this is what I want to do. And if I want it to happen and and thrive, I need to just put those wheels to the ground and Mm -hmm. take off. So, and I mean, yeah. And I mean, it was scary. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you never want to, you never want to jeopardize anything or what, how everything's going, but you know, it was really that leap of faith and and that support from my husband. So, right. Yeah, definitely. Totally can um, identify with that. Um, so like, what were some of the like challenges, you know, cause like you said, it's, it's, this is definitely not easy, you know, and it's like, you're trying to balance uh, being a business owner. You're trying to balance being a mom and a wife, you know, so kind of, uh, what were some of those big challenges that you faced in your journey? So definitely like learning the technical, the technicalities of starting your own business, that back end, just because I came from the education world. So I didn't really have that business background. Um, So just kind of getting like my systems in place of how I wanted my actual business to run. Mm -hmm. And then also a big challenge for me was really deciding what kind of niche I wanted to be in because they, like everything you read is like, they, you know, they tell you, you don't want to offer everything because Mm -hmm. then you're not going to get as much return. And, you know, for me, I was like, no, I need to just take whatever client I can get. I need to be able to just bring in that income. But once I finally picked what I wanted to do, what I wanted to focus on, that's when things started to become cohesive. And I was able to really nail down my business structures and nail down how I wanted my daily routine to be. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, I was able to focus on both my family and my business. I was able to compartmentalize or uh-huh. if I'm saying that correctly, right, yeah. um, it, like I was able to be like, no, this is the time that mommy needs to work. And okay, no, this is family's time. And mm-hmm. I'm putting my computer away or my phone right. down, even though that's very difficult, mm-hmm. but just having that that stability in my systems and things like that is really what kind of got me to where I am, where it it made me feel secure. And that was kind of a big hurdle for me in the beginning. Right. Yeah. And you actually touched on a couple of um, struggles that I think a lot of women could identify with, you know, that first one being, um, you know, not wanting to niche down, you know, thinking that if I get too specific, I'm going to exclude all these people. But, you know, like you said, when you're too broad and you're trying to do everything for one, it's, um, 
you know, it, for one, your productivity could be watered down, your, you know, your results could be watered down because you're trying to do so many things. So it's like for that business owner, it's good to niche because you're just focusing on one specific aspect of the business. But then also it's like for your, your, your client, you, um, because you've, um, you know, just focus on that one thing, you're learning that thing, you're becoming an expert at that one thing, and you're going to be able to provide, you know, that one thing, like to the, you know, this utmost potential. So it's like, it works out for both people. And it's like, once you find your niche and you're in that groove, and then like you said, um, the second circle, you know, like learning when to have work time and when, it, you know, and then when to have family time and learning to separate the two, you know, so that way you um, you have that mindful time where you know, you're able to focus on work and you can go back and do the same with your family. So common struggles for sure. And I'm glad you pointed that out because I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with as well. For sure. And also when I like niched down, I was able to find the client that I, the type of client that I wanted yes. to work with because being a stay-at-home mom, I have to be, I have to have clients that are okay with, you know, a kid crawling up the back of my chair while I'm on a, on a meeting. You know what I mean? Like you have to be, you have to find those people that jive with you and your Mm -hmm. lifestyle, which I think, and that also makes it easy for you to, to grow in your business. The fact that you have those people that you feel like, you know, you're supporting them in their business, but they're supporting you and how you're able to give them that information that they need or give them that, that work that they need. Right, right, for sure. I love that. Um, so I kind of uh, touched on this a second ago because I identified like right off the bat with the struggles that you had faced, you know, when you were first starting your business. But it's one thing, you know, like that's kind of a, you know, more of a general struggle that most business owners, most moms in that situation would face. But like, what were some of those struggles that were going on, like on the inside that nobody else got to see? Well, I really felt that so when I grew up it was you know you go you finish school you go to college you pick a career well Mm -hmm. a big struggle for me was you know I wasn't per se using my degree in what I earned it for you know what I mean I'm not in the classroom anymore I'm not teaching anymore and I felt like a struggle with the fact that you know I'm not doing what I, what I had planned I was going to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I changed my plan and I, I felt, I don't know if I felt guilty about it, but it it made me uneasy Mm -hmm. because that's not really what I had planned. It's not what my parents had planned for me. You know what I mean? So, and, and then just that, because I came from an outside, an outside world, not in business that I felt that imposter syndrome of, am I really going to be able to help my clients? Am I really even going to be able to stick this out through a year? Am I able going, am I going to be able to grow this to what I want it to be? Am I able to like rein it in if it's getting too overwhelming? And, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where like, you know, I always have those fears, but I kind of just push them down because I know that I'm, I, 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 I'm not giving myself the option to not fail. So like, I'm not giving myself the option to, to not succeed. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, no, it's going to happen and I'm going to make it happen regardless of what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm going to have it all. I'm going to have the family aspect. I'm going to have the business aspect. I'm going to be able to do what I want to do with my family and not have income or, work schedules hold me back from what I want to do with my family. So that was my biggest struggle. And 
also because I mean like I was the little kid that had the candy store on the, the block out front you know what I mean like I always felt like I was gonna be an entrepreneur right. but I ended up being a teacher mm-hmm. just because you know you get your summers off and everything like that. but <laughs> but, but, what they don't, but what they don't tell you is you're working like 60 hours a day you know what I mean mm-hmm. but but you know um just just the feeling of being able to succeed and I really feel like I was able to I mean I'm not overcome it because it's still there but the fact that I have support from my family and I've proven myself to you know my husband and my family that I can make this a career that now everybody's behind me and rallying behind me that now it's not as difficult as it was before so well yeah I appreciate you being you know so transparent with that and um it's you know, your answer, I'm, it's like, I'm not glad that that was your answer, not saying that, but it's like, I can, I, I mean, I can personally identify with that. I have a sociology degree, you know, that, I mean, I didn't get a degree in podcasting. This is not, you know, what I, uh, you know, originally designed or, you know, thought I was going to do. I mean, even with, when I was in real estate, that wasn't the original plan. So I can totally identify with that. And I know, you know, that there's a lot of other women that are going to be in that same position. There is some degree they got that, or some career path, you know, that they had set themselves on or were set on by, you know, their parents or whatever that case is, where they feel like, okay, if I have to complete this thing, because this is what I started. And if I do something different, you know, people will think this of me, or, you know, think I won't follow through or think this new thing is not going to be something real. And I mean, especially like with the economy we're in, like there's so many people changing careers. You went from a teacher you know, to, um, you know, to doing what you're doing now and, and being a business owner. And there's people that, you know, whether they made that decision consciously or they were forced into it, you know, that still is that, that fear of like, you know, leaving this old life and this old thing behind and trying to do something new and like being, you know, confident in that and, you know, beating that imposter syndrome down and like that little, you know, that little man on your shoulder, like telling, you know, you can't do this, or are you sure this is the right thing to do? Like, no, I'm not giving myself the option to fail. This is going to work. I know I can do this like you said I was in the corner selling candy when I was a kid that entrepreneurial thing was inside you since day one so I just love that you push through you know no matter what you know the external struggles you face and those internal things because the internal ones are the hardest to overcome so thank you for being honest with that I appreciate that um, yeah. So when you were kind of, um, you know, starting your business and, you know, you're, you're figuring out like, okay, this thing is going to work. Like, were there, um, was there anything that stopped you on that path when you were first starting? Um, no, really my biggest hurdle, like just starting out was feeling salesy and not mm-hmm. wanting to not like push myself on others, but like not knowing how to go about selling my business and selling my skills without, being like the one of 50 comments on a Facebook thread, you know what I mean? So just really like learning how to sell myself and learning how to sell my skills without being icky about it. So, Uh so, and that's just, and you know, that's, that's also a mindset thing, you know, like sales really don't need to be feel icky. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's just my own personal Mm-hmm. feeling towards it and I don't know why I guess like you always feel that feeling of like that um used car salesman yeah you know how they're like <laughs> yeah. constantly pushing and pushing but um you know and and I I attribute it you know like hey if we didn't if you didn't like what I said then we weren't meant to work together right. and I'll find somebody that's on the same same page as me mm-hmm. and wants the same thing for their business that I want for their business right. and yeah. you know it's 
it's all it's all in a plan so you know mm-hmm. it's just fate or whatever right yeah. you know your beliefs are so it's just a matter of you know waiting it out and mm-hmm. if you take the time and wait then it's gonna all happen for you you just right. have to put in that effort Great. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you said that and that answer too, because, you know, especially like, you know, with being a business owner and that's like part of the, um, I guess the uh, process of being a business owner is you get the business together, but then you got to go out there and you got to sell whatever it is your business is. And that's what stops so many women, you know, because you don't want to feel icky or salesy or come off like, you know, like you're just drooling for money or just something crazy. And like, you know, what we used to call it in real estate commission breath, you know, it's just like, you know, but I think like you had uh, touched on a lot of that is a mindset thing, you know, either it's your mindset about how you felt about sales, like you maybe you know, how um, someone has sold to you in the past. And so it gave you that negative connotation, but it also could be, you know, just your own mindset with not feeling comfortable and confident, you know, with what you're doing or what you're selling or, you know, whatever that thing is. And, you know, a lot of times it can come across, you know, as um, not feeling, you know, like that is uh, like you're speaking your truth. You know, I think you touched on it earlier, you're doing, you know, Facebook management and stuff and it's like you know um not when you're not representing your true self whether it was your a different person reality or you know just your authentic self it does kind of you know kind of translate out there whenever you try to get the business so thank you for being honest with that yeah um so now now that you're doing um and I touched on a little bit when you were doing Facebook management for a while so you're in this virtual space and this online space and now you're um strictly doing your Pinterest management like, how did you realize that that was the the business or the niche for you? Well, um, I when I first started out, I really wanted to do Pinterest, but it was, just felt like this huge beast that I didn't know how to tackle um, just because it's so underutilized with businesses. You know, you go on um you, you talk, if you're in like communities, everybody's talking about Facebook, everybody's talking about Instagram and the algorithms and everything like that. And, you know, Pinterest has that as well, those aspects, but it's not talked about as much. There's not people, people are not worried about Pinterest, which is interesting because Pinterest is considered a search engine and, um, and it's not considered social media really. Mm -hmm. So with, like with Facebook and Instagram, you know, your content lives for what, 24 hours and, or maybe a week if you're lucky on Facebook. But, you know, with Pinterest, there's some of my clients, you know, their top pins are pins that they posted three years ago. So you have that, you have that, it's a slow burn with Pinterest, but you have that ability to really keep your content out there and alive, which is great because, you know, um, you put out content last year, but it might not resonate with anybody, or you might find somebody new that's in the business or whatever your mm-hmm. marketing or whatever your, your content is about, it might not resonate with them until now. So they, right. that, that content still out there for them to find, which is awesome because mm-hmm. you're able to expand your audience and you're able to reach as many people as possible. And, mm-hmm. and also like, it's great because Pinterest can rank on Google and things like that. So like, so you have that longevity of your content living on and on until it reaches. So it needs to reach, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. Um, and that's actually one of the things that I would kind of, I, um, I kind of touched on it earlier when I told you that after, you know, COVID came and, uh, Put, took me out of the real estate business. I started, you know, doing virtual services and I started my own Pinterest management company. And that was, you know, one of the big drivers and one of the, like, you know, the selling features, because it's like, yeah, you're 
that one piece of content, you know, cause it's, you know, as a business owner, it's hard to, you know, put your thing or whatever that is together, you know, and if you can maximize the longevity of people seeing that, because when you're in the online space, you know, like, it's these digital eyeballs you're trying to get is this traffic. Like, you know, you don't have people physically walking to a store, like, you know, your traffic can come at any time of day from anywhere in the world. But it's like, if you don't, if you haven't placed your product or your business out there to be seen, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. So yeah, I love that. That's, you know, your, that that's uh, one of your talking points. Cause I hope that, you know, um, that that's definitely going to drive the people's, your clients' businesses. So um, so talk us a little bit about through like, you know, when you were starting this new business and, um, you know, what were like kind of what are the steps you took to launch this new opportunity? So I had no idea at all about anything freelance. <laughs> like, yeah, I all. love that answer. <laughs> so, like nothing. Like I was like, this is a joke. It's a scam. Like, how can you make money off the internet? Like, I was like, <laughs> so like, this is not for me. Um, but um so I was able to take a, uh, a course, like a self-paced course that kind of helped me set up that back end of things, like the how to set up a, a business account, how to um, kind of how to set up your systems for how you want people to interact with your business. Right. So that kind of gave me a little bit of confidence um, because I felt like that was my biggest hurdle was uh-huh. kind of setting up those, sy- those systems. But, um, and then I just kind of, you know, did my research. YouTube is your best friend. You know what I mean? Like, like search YouTube, you look at people's blog posts, use Pinterest, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like go right, into Pinterest yeah. and type in the topic that you want to learn about. And, you know, you, you'll get some interesting mm-hmm. content out there. You know what I mean? Like right. things contradict themselves, but it helped give me a basis of what I needed to kind of be looking out for. Right. So that way, when I jumped into the online space, I kind of knew what to expect as well mm-hmm. as knew what to watch out for. Mm-hmm. So kind of just putting in that due diligence of putting in that research. And, and then once I niched down enough to just Pinterest, I was able to solely focus on learning all things aspect of Pinterest and, right. and things like that. So really just kind of um, doing your due diligence and your, your, your research, because like, you have to, I feel like you have to put forth that effort. If you want your business to succeed, oh, yeah. then you need to, you need to make that effort. Nobody can do it for you. You know right. what I mean? Like they can, a course creator can give you a course on a platter, but if you don't put in the time and effort and do the extra mm-hmm. research, then that's as far as it's going to go. Exactly. So, yes. However, whatever you put in, you can take out, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So were there <laughs> any like um, conflicts that you ran into after implementing? Um, really my biggest conflict, conflict was, um, really separating work and home because I was at, at that time I was, um, I had a a one and a half year old, so it was hard to, you know, try to get work done during the day and really, and then also like tell my daughter, like, no, you you can't climb on me right now. I'm not a jungle gym. I I have to to do this work. You know what I mean? So just really like really getting in that aspect of um, that mindset of being like, okay, no, right now I'm not mommy. I'm right. Mackenzie and I'm running my business. And then in an hour I will be mommy and be mm-hmm. full mommy. And you know what I mean? Right. Uh-huh. And I, and you know, I feel like women sometimes feel like that's not good 
you know what I mean? Like you want to give your full attention to your kids. And I don't get me wrong. They like, they had my full attention while I was working, but it also gave her an opportunity to learn to play by herself and things like that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it gave her some independence and it wasn't me being a helicopter over her of what she was doing constantly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She was able to explore and, and play how she wanted to play without relying on me to entertain her, which, you know, I think we both needed that. We both needed that separation because, Mm -hmm. you know, being a, being a mom, it's, you get sucked down the rabbit hole and then Mm -hmm. you're just, you're just mommy. There is nothing else. You know what I mean? So it was that kind of really helped me with transitioning to being at work all day to being at home all day with my mm-hmm. with my kids because I was able to kind of get that mindset shift of yes I am here and you are here but we are going to be mm-hmm. doing two separate things at the moment right. you know right. so yes, for now yes exactly and now, I kinda, yeah. yeah and I kind of had to do the same thing with my son too you know like um uh just because I, uh, when he was born, I was in real estate, you know, so there was days where I'd be writing offers and, you know, putting the bottle in his mouth and all this stuff. And as he got, you know, like you said, at that one and a half age, it was a lot more where, he, you know, he wanted more of my attention and, you know, trying to, like you said, um, it's not, you know, this lifestyle is not for everybody for sure, but you do have to have those times. And it's, I think it's good for our kids to see that, you know, like to see that, you know, like you said, um, you know, being an example, like, okay, well, mom can work from home and she's doing this, you know, even though we can't have this time to together now you know but it took me being very consistent because now I mean he's six years old and he's perfectly content you know in the in the living room because he knows that mom's in here working you know and when and I told him like you know when mom's not working then it's me and you time you know so it's like mm-hmm. that you know separation just being very mindful of what the activity is when you're doing the activity you know and um just doing mm-hmm. that I think it sets a great example for our kids so um so now this is the uh, as we kind of wrap everything up I'm um the last question and it's one of my favorite questions because it gives them um you know like as a mom and as we just know you know how you know women and as moms are we set a goal and we check it off the list and we just keep going it's like business as usual we don't take the time to actually sit and think about you know what we've done and you've built a business you know you did it when you had little children like that is not an easy thing uh, either one of those you know um, so kind of, I would love to know, like, what is, like, what are you most proud of during your journey? Um, I'm most proud of that I was able to succeed. You know, I felt like I had to be a career person mm-hmm. and I, that, I mean, and that's the path of, that I was going, you know, but once I had my kids, I really, I changed, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the fact that I listened to myself and made that change have a good outcome do you know what I mean like I felt like I was able to really I was able to realize other dreams that I had Mm -hmm. and I was able to act on them and I was able to accomplish them and then like we talked about earlier you know it I love that I'm able to set that example for my girls Mm -hmm. that they like they don't you know I'm not saying you know you don't have to go to college but you need to do something and And I went to college and I don't use my degree, you know what I mean? But for what it's intended for. Mm -hmm. So like, I just think that that was my biggest takeaway was that I felt like I'm able to show my kids what is possible. Yes. And that, and that they can, whatever they decide to do, they just have to go full force Mm -hmm. and put all their effort into it. And then it'll, it'll work out. Yes, exactly. 
no matter how long it takes, it'll work out. So right, right. exactly. But you got to put that action behind it. You got to do the work, you know? Exactly. And it's not going to be handed to you. So that's something that I try to really instill in that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mackenzie. I'm so excited that you were, um, you know, be able to be here and just kind of share your story with me and with everybody else. So I'm just so excited. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having yes. me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. And then for all the women out there and all the moms, um, you know, they have their own businesses and they're trying to figure things out. They want to connect with you. Where can they find you? Um, so they can visit my website, um, Armstrong Virtual Solutions at or armstrongvirtualsolutions.com, or they can also email me the same thing, armstrongvirtualsolutions at gmail.com. So, um, and I'm, if anybody has any questions or anything like that, feel free to shoot me a a message and I would love to connect with anybody that is either starting out or anything like that they have questions about. Awesome. 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 So moms out there, if you guys are multitasking or didn't get that, I got you guys in the show notes. We'll have all of her links to her website and to, um, and you'll have her email address as well. So like you said, if you have any questions or just, you know, want to uh, reach out and connect, feel free to do so. So thanks again, Mackenzie. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Oh, and everybody, that's been another episode of the Mompreneur Society. You guys take care. Bye. If you found this episode to be valuable and it helped and blessed you, please leave a review. And if you know of someone who needs to hear this episode and podcast, please share it with them. I want to help equip, empower, and encourage as many mompreneurs as possible. And I can't do that without you. I'm Derricka Morgan, your host of the Mompreneur Society podcast. I hear you and I see you because I am you. I have been there and it's my mission to help you overcome your challenges in life and business so you can fulfill the purpose and calling that God has put on your life. Life wasn't made to be lived alone. You are not alone. I'm right here with you. As always, take care of your babies, take care of your business, and most of all, take care of yourself.